Hello from home. This is Corey, and this is the Odianta Podcast. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Corona, miles away from ordinary. And Corona Light, in case you only want to stay home for a couple of days and not a couple <laughs> of weeks. Thank you guys for joining us for the episode 310 of the Odianta Podcast. Coming to you, as always, not especially under quarantine, but, you know, especially under normal under circumstances as well. <laughs> Uh, from the hashtag OTA LA Studios, high above the 110 freeway in downtown Los Angeles, California. Thank you for joining us. Yes, indeed. And real quick, just a, a, a quick little bit of housekeeping before we get into it. Yeah. Uh, an update to OtheAnthem.com that puts the entire o the Anthem store right there on the Ooh. shop page. So if you go there, you can uh, take advantage of that and uh, see everything that we sell right there. And you don't have to leave the site or nothing. It's yeah. really nice. And it makes so. it much easier to go and check out the videos, which are also categorized mm-hmm. fantastically on the website. Uh, a little bit about you and I on the website. Yeah. And uh, what else is there? Oh, I thought you were just about to say a little bit about you and I. I was like, oh, what are we about to say? Well, yeah. you know, just <laughs> let the people go read it. They can go read it right there at OtheAnthem.com. Um, so before we jump into uh, the topic of the week, as it, or the topic du jour, as it were, uh, let's just take a little break. Let's slow it down. Let's... Move away, and we'll talk a little sports ball. And by move away, let's not talk about sports ball because there's no sports anymore. Oh, well, yes. Uh, I mean, it'd be great if we could be talking about... uh, you know, the NBA or the NHL or well, no, spring training nope. baseball. Oh, there we go. Okay, it's something <laughs> I care about. All right, fine. Yes, yes. Um, but unfortunately, none of those things are around anymore. Yes. Uh, so we don't have those things to look upon. Even the NCAA canceled their tournament. Uh, they, they said at first they were going to play without crowds, but apparently it's too dangerous. Now they're not going to play at all. Mm. Something up with your mic there? What's uh... No, I was checking yours. I was just making sure it's right. You're you're good. Things, I think, I think hashtag <laughs> things should be done before the podcast. <laughs> well, I thought I think you started speaking a little bit out the side, and I, was I did. Like, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to move side to side <laughs> and give everyone that uh, uh, Doppler, Doppler effect. effect. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, uh, so no sports to speak of. But in the hopes that sports will be played at some point this year, teams are still making moves. Yeah. So uh, the NFL did not get the memo that things are supposed to be <laughs> shut down. Because uh, there was a flurry of trades that happened in the last uh, 24 hours. Uh, the First of all, the, the first one that came across the blocks was uh, Calais Campbell, one of the best defensive ends in football, being traded from the Jacksonville Jaguars to the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, the cost, uh, everyone, everyone settle yourselves, a fifth-round draft pick. Now, you may say to yourself, that sounds like some amazing maneuvering by uh, DaCosta yeah. and the Ravens front yeah. office. But it gets better. That fifth round draft pick that we traded to the Jags, we got from the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we traded a backup kicker who was not going to make the team because, you know, Tucker. Yeah. Uh, to the Vikings. And they cut him three weeks later, but they traded us the draft pick that we traded to Jacksonville. Yeah. So it's kind of like we traded an all pro defensive end for a backup kicker who didn't make it. Didn't make the team. Yeah. Not good enough to make an NFL team. Actually, I think he did make it. He just didn't kick well once he got there. It's hard to say. I, I, I wasn't following it, so I don't yeah. know exactly yeah. what happened. But uh, but uh, I feel like this is, of course, pending a uh, physical, right? I, I'm sure. Yeah. And I'm sure all these physicals are not going to happen, like, right away. Mm. So we might get a, like, you know, like, oh, the Clay is Campbell trades official in July. And you're yeah. just like, oh. 
Oh, that's right. That <laughs> that thing happened. Or uh, turns out he needs a serious back surgery. Uh, <laughs> Deals they, off. They thought they could keep it hidden from us and uh, did not. They already picked the draft pick, and now we. <laughs> Now we get your draft pick, your fifth round draft Kyle pick. Kyle Bowler's little brother, Edward Bowler. <laughs> it's like, oh, man. He took us to a Super Bowl. I don't know what to tell we, you. Uh, no, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. I don't remember who did. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> Gerbeck. <laughs> who did? Gerbeck is the one. Who oh, took. that's right. Yeah. Elvis? Gerbeck and Flacco. Elvis Gerbeck? Yeah. Oh, God. That's, that was no, no, the no, 2000 it was, it was, uh That was the guy who started the year. Yes. Uh, it was. Are you sure it was not Kyle Bowler? No, it wasn't Bowler. Mm. He's on ESPN all the time. It's going to kill me. Anywho, whatever. Uh, speaking of NFL trades, uh, the other one that happened, uh, I assume somebody got into the St. Patrick's Day celebrating a little bit early because uh, Bill O'Brien uh, traded DeAndre Hopkins, uh, considered one of the best wide receivers in all of football, for David Johnson, one of the not best running backs in all of football. Uh, somebody formerly, who, formerly one of the best. Formerly one of the best, but someone who... who Looked like he's been about a year and a half in the decline stage of his career, whereas Hopkins is trending upwards. Yeah. yeah. Um, on a very team friendly deal, and the draft picks were like even. Essentially, it's like fourth round picks going back and forth, and like. See, I feel uh, like this I just is... that, that, that's one of those ones though that I heard about after the fact. I'm sure they just you know the uh, the. Uh, Texans mentioned DeAndre Hopkins, and yeah. the Falcon and the uh, Cardinals are just like. Don't let him get off the phone. Let's <laughs> let's finish this one. Because if other teams find out that Hopkins on the block, yeah. then how do you like? If I found out that the Ravens traded like a third round pick for DeAndre Hopkins right now, I would be ecstatic. <laughs> and that is a way better deal than what the Texans actually got for him. Well, and I was gonna say, I, I feel like I remember playing Madden. I haven't played that religiously since like '06, right? But sometimes you would get yourself in this combination where you would make the first offer. And by the time 25 minutes had gone by and you're offering back and forth, you realize, like, wait, wait, what am I giving up? And yeah. what am I getting here? I don't know how this has gone back and forth. Maybe it was that. Or maybe something is up with DeAndre Hopkins and you don't know. Like, he well, says, I, I don't want to play with whoever anymore. I mean, I guess that's always possible. The the uh, I, I just can't imagine. The, the Steelers look like geniuses for getting rid of Antonio Brown. Yes. When they did. Yes. Because uh, everyone was just like, well, he's one of the best in football. I don't understand. And I don't think DeAndre Hopkins has the same sort of like uh, thing that follows him. But right. maybe it's the type of thing that we don't know about until he gets to Arizona and he's allowed to be unleashed. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe it's like he's a gremlin. And once he gets into the heat. Well, who's the just... quarterback in, in Houston? Um Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. Now, it might be either way. Maybe he's just like, you know what? I'm sick of Hopkins out there. And <laughs> I'm sick of Hopkins catching all the damn footballs when I throw it to him, regardless of where I put it. I, <laughs> I want some fresh blood out there. Or, I like a drop from time to time. <laughs> or, you know, Hopkins. Because I, I feel like... It pleases me. More and more, it's become like... You have to watch out for that Antonio Brownness, where it's like there's something in the locker room that might end up being poison. And if we can get it out... We look like geniuses later when that yeah. manifests itself. And then everybody is like, you are so dumb <laughs> when it first happens. Because like, if I remember correctly, that was said about the Steelers when they were talking about Antonio Brown. It's one, like, of, the, it's one of those things that it can only go one of two ways. The, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, uh, it's, it's, we'll get to the Corona stuff later. But, I mean, Trump in the last week was just like, oh, there's going to be no cases by next week. It'll be fine. It'll be beautiful. It's like, yeah, okay. So that, won't, well, that works out really well if it happens to be true. But yes. it, it doesn't. Could be bad. People remember. That. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. 
Oh, God. Uh, And then one last little piece of news, uh, Ravens-related. Hayden Hurst was traded to the Falcons. So uh, goodbye to our former first-round pick. But Mark Uh, Andrews kind of took over his... I was going to say, but at the end of the season there, we were seeing him only in, like, the two tight end formations anyway. Yeah, I mean, we use a lot of tight ends, and I I like uh, Hurst, but I think that... You know, again, it's uh, a, a continuation of Inazi we trust and DaCosta we trust. It's just uh, I, 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 I've learned not to ask questions. If, if something. The cognitive dissidence of you, of like <laughs> talking shit about the Houston, uh, but Houston, you know what? Texas, it, it's and a, you're like, this doesn't make any proven, sense to me, but I trust the GM. It's a proven track record of. If, you're, if I was a Texans fan, I would not be happy if I heard. If there was a thing that came across the crawlers, like, you know, like Houston Texans just made a trade, I'd just be like, oh, fuck. What the hell? <laughs> Like, what is this? And then you look, and it's the worst thing ever, and you're just yeah. like, oh, fucking Jesus Christ. Again. Yeah, you never know. But, like, when I hear the Ravens made a trade, I'm just like, okay. all right, good. Uh, can't wait to hear about how we're going to be better next year. Like, yeah. We'll see. It'd be, like, the type of thing, like, Lamar Jackson could get traded, and my initial reaction would not be, how the hell do you let go of Lamar Jackson? It would be, well, they must know something. Yeah, they, they, yeah. <laughs> there's no way. There's no way they just give up on him. Yeah, like, do you know what another word for that is called? What? Cognitive dissonance. <laughs> it's trust. Yes. It's called trust. Yes. Mm, yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, it may be the last bit of sports ball that we talk for a while. Yeah, I mean, you know, there will be the draft at some point. Because uh, I was going to say, for the next few weeks, there may be trades, but I felt like there was a flurry right now, and then they'll just chill I mean, out. there's always a chance that something sports adjacent happens sure like sure. you know kobe died so like that would that would have been a sports ball topic but it wasn't like a uh or uh, it wasn't related to the games that were taking place or so you know like if a player does something dumb like i can't get it and then touches all the mics and then touches his face and <laughs> like rudy gobert yeah. yeah yeah i mean like that might be in the news at some point <laughs> yeah i'm sure i'm sure that one will be hard to live down um <laughs> but uh otherwise uh for a while we'll sayonara to sports ball Now, hold off for me, Corey, because let me get to – we're going to get to f- – for your consideration, I, I got to get to that splash. We, we would have it except for uh, we've all been quarantined, so there's <laughs> oh, no <laughs> – yet another person using corona as an excuse for not doing well, their before, work. Well, before that, it was, uh, it was the fact that uh, there, were, there were actors in Mexico, and mm-hmm. then once uh, all the actors were – conveniently located back in the states there were emergency medical procedures that happened and i I was gonna say uh actually our best out to uh adjacently friend of the show katia (laughs) get well soon um and of course i joke but you know as soon as you're well enough to act you should come (laughs) and do the for your considerations you know splash for us like you promised to it'd be very nice it would be good but get Uh, well soon (laughs) i hope you feel better but again, yeah, whenever you have a chance. I'm, uh... <laughs> I'm not rushing you, but you know, just saying. We've been going a couple weeks without this drop. Uh, In, uh, I can't believe this only happened a week ago news. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this, this whole... This whole time period in which we've been doing the podcast has yes. exploded in the amount of times where I say, that happened a fucking week ago. Like, I would, I, I would honestly say it was... I, I think... Somewhere around the election in 2016 is where the fulcrum point happened. Yeah, yeah, it's so much. But like, happens. I remember like there were early times where we would be trying to like piece together what we're going to talk about on the podcast. It's like, oh, maybe we'll do some sort of theme week where it's like, you know, like oh, we'll talk about Eastern Maryland versus 
you know, East versus West. Yeah, like yeah. that one of our first episodes where we're just like, well, there's nothing to talk about, so let's just do this. Mm-hmm. I, I, it, it seems like Harvey Weinstein got sentenced 100 years ago. Yeah. Like, he should yeah. be getting out now. Like, it, was it not 23 years ago when this happened? No, like, no. <laughs> In fact, it was six <laughs> days ago. Jesus Christ. Um, Weinstein finally sentenced. Uh, he is uh, going to go to Rikers now. Uh, after a brief stint in Bellevue. Um, but he won't stay I, at Rikers. I keep telling people this. He's not going to stay at Rikers. He's going to go to Sing Sing. He'll be outside the city. You can't stay long-term at Rikers. It's real stabby in there. Well, it's also a temporary spot for most, isn't it? Yeah, if you're seeking medical care, that's one of the reasons you would come down there because yeah. it's close to the hospitals. Um, and you know what? Um, well, corona. I mean, there's, there's the... There's the uh, because I'm not 100% on this one, so mm. you can oh, feel, yeah. feel, feel, fill in the details. But mm-hmm. once you get sentenced, uh, assuming you went right to jail and not to hospital and then jail. Yes. But assuming you went right to jail, you don't go to like the jail you'll stay in. You go to like a processing jail for yeah. some you, period of time. In New York, you go to Rikers. It's, yeah. uh, okay, so now we're going to figure out now the, uh, the uh, DOP figures out where they're going to send you long term. Now, if you are, you know, a poor black kid from the Bronx, they're going to send you as far upstate as possible, Niagara or, uh, you know, uh, Albany or... Somewhere where it makes it difficult for people to come find you and see you. uh, Difficult because it's a lot of a distance and uh, difficult because they can't pronounce the name of the town that you're actually going to. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to remember some of those SUNY schools that are always just like, SUNY what? Where are you from? (laughs) Okay. All right. Um, SUNY, what should I say? Yes. SUNY, like, uh, how many consonants in a row is that? <laughs> Indian <laughs> word for stupid white man pay for <laughs> mud flat. Um, but uh, no, but because he is Harvey Weinstein, he's going to end up going to Sing Sing probably, which is just up the river from um, from New York City. So, Well, I mean, I think there's still the chance. Uh, perhaps Corona again has uh, put some delays in this, but uh, I mean, LA is going to charge him at some point, right? I mean, now, like. No. You don't think so? You no, think they're just 23 let, years is a death sentence. So. They're going to let that sleeping dog lie? Yep. Because uh, the, here's the thing. If uh, he appeals, mm-hmm. and then he is in uh, uh, up for charges in L.A., technically any bail that's granted in the L.A. case would be controlling at that point. However, if they leave him in New York and he appeals, he stays in jail. Okay. So maybe wait till the appeal process is done, and yeah. then maybe if there's some reason to, you could charge him. Yeah, but I mean, by that time it'll be like four or five years. I mean, is there a statute of limitations that we're dealing with in the LA stuff? As long as he's been charged, no. Oh, um, okay, so yeah, so it, it should be uh, it should be fine. And again, uh, it's just like on the shelf in case. Yeah, and, and why would you like <laughs> again? You're paying to, to bring him across country now. Now he's a ward of the state, so yeah. it's like. Let's fly him across country. We can't put him just on any airliner because it's like, oh, it's Harvey and also, you know, Corona. Although, again, if there was a person who <laughs> really should get it, you know, just saying. Um, but uh, Heart no. procedure, the whole nine. Just... I just think you, you <laughs> leave him where he is. And uh, 20, again, 23 years is basically a death sentence for him. So he'll be in there even if he gets out like with good behavior at. at uh, I wonder if New York's of one of those states. Like I, I know that Massachusetts had this law on the books for a while, where if you die in the process of your appeal, the conviction is thrown out. Ah, the um, what's his name? Just loophole. Um, the Aaron Hernandez. Aaron Hernandez yeah. loophole. Yeah. No, that's not even the law in Massachusetts anymore. Oh, I know. I, I know that changed in Massachusetts. I'm just saying. Like I knew th- there was like three or four states that had that kind of law, 
and it never comes up. It's, not, well, it's like think, the type of thing that like I think it goes back to like English law. All of them have actually changed it. I think the Aaron Hernandez thing brought uh, into, light to uh, it. Yeah, and they were just like, <laughs> yeah, we have this too. We should probably do something about that till we're before we're embarrassed by it. Uh, and I will say, <laughs> like it just gets to the saving sex situation happens in Connecticut instead. And it's just like, Harvey did we ever change that law? It's just like, Oopsie. oh shit. <laughs> Although uh, apparently. It's okay to change the law after someone's convicted and then after they die, <laughs> say the law doesn't apply to them, which by my count is what we call ex post facto. But uh, apparently it doesn't matter if, you know, it's Aaron Hernandez. So <laughs> it just it's one of those ones like, do you really want to be the lawyer going into court arguing this? Like, do you want to you be guy, like, yes, Aaron Hernandez was an awful person. Yes, he was found guilty in a court of law, but, but. he had an appeal pending. <laughs> Yeah, and when it comes down to it, we shouldn't apply the law now. We should apply the law that happened that he was understandably living under. And, yeah. Uh, the whole point is... He died with it still a law. Uh, the, the whole point is I can't say, all right, uh, you know what? We're going to make cigarettes... Oh, okay, I should say. We say we're going to make cigarettes illegal and we're going to make smoking illegal starting in a month. And that gives Corey a month to quit smoking. Yeah. However, if I said, hey, <laughs> Or buy all the cigarettes. Smoking itself is illegal. So if somebody sees you smoking, you're breaking the law. I'll just put up a little curtain. Oh, I a see. Smoker's yes. curtain. To quarantine yourself. Um, <laughs> but no, if uh, just, see, just see like a cousin it looking thing walking around the with me. fire or like smoke coming out yeah. of it out of a chimney. <laughs> it's me like on a on a scooter <laughs> smoking with a little. Um, but you know, and then so that would be a good way to have a law. A bad way to have a law would be like, hey, tomorrow, smoking illegal. Because yeah. now Corey's got to make tough choices. The thing not, you, not only that, but it, it ends with situations like what happened to No Hair, where fucking everyone tried to come back into the country <laughs> at the same exact time, and uh, nobody was prepared for that. Yeah, we're going to check everybody's uh, temperature uh, at customs. It's going to be a nine-hour line. Enjoy. Thanks. Go ahead and stand here with 50,000 other people. Which, we'll by the way, when we get to you. if one of them has the has Corona, there's a good chance a lot of them do yeah. now. So thanks, U.S. Customs. You're real on top of that. Um, but sorry, uh, the the bad way to pass a law is it's effective today. The way we should not pass a law is to say, OK, we're going to make smoking illegal a month ago. And you know what? I saw you smoking last week. So now I'm going to charge you with a crime that wasn't yeah. a crime when you did it. Uh, and that's basically Against our whole system of justice, but <laughs> we make exceptions from that. Doesn't time. stop us. Uh, anyway, so yeah. Um, when we want it bad enough, we will overturn that system just for the argument. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, like letting a cop stay on the force. Uh, that we're going to be okay with that. Plant drugs can't be a witness. Eh, it's okay. Five five trials. Eh, one more won't hurt. Uh. The last thing about on Harvey here, uh, in a sentencing hearing, he said oh. he was totally confused as this feeling of thousands of men and women who are losing due process. This is not the right atmosphere in the United States of America. Uh, looking at five to 29 years behind bars for sex crimes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Harvey is not the, the one allowed to make that argument, I think. Mm. I think other people can say... In regards to the case that they're watching, because a, a big part of legal observation, because uh, high-end lawyers will do this all the time when they're trying to find cases that might eventually be able to take them to the Supreme Court yeah. to change a decision. So if, you know, uh, 
I'm just going to create a random one. The Masters won't let women in. So mm-hmm. you're going to sue Augusta uh, on behalf of one woman who was good enough to make it to the Masters but was not invited because there's no women involved. Sure. And that's the type of case that like somebody will look for and say, like, there's a, there's a hole in the justice system that I can fill with this case and oh. I can move it through and like Rosa Parks. Yeah. So a week before Rosa Parks got arrested, there was a 15 year old single mother who got arrested for not getting up on the bus. And they were like, mm, not you uneducated 15, already a mother in Alabama. Yeah. Not a great case for us to pursue, but good luck. Right. And then Rosa Parks sat down in order to create a case. And they're basically like, so here's what's going to happen. Yeah. You're going to be found guilty. And we're going to bring it up on appeal. And that's going to be denied. And we're going to bring it up on another appeal. And that's going to be denied. And then we're going to go to the state Supreme Court. And just so you know, that's going to be denied. And after you've been in jail for a while, we'll get a hearing before the Supreme Court. And from what we can tell, they are not going to uphold that. And we just need to get through all the state courts. You'll be in jail some of this time. But uh, we just got to get through all that to get to the Supreme Court. Um, And so it's better... It's better to look for a case that already fits than to, like, you know, tell a older lady to go to jail for, uh, I think, 40 days or whatever she was sentenced to. Yeah, but, I mean, like, th- that that's the opposite end of sort of the uh, legal observations that happen. Yeah. Like, where you, yeah. you, uh, you can uh, look at a trial that's happening, even if you don't know all the details that the jury may not know, uh, and call balls and strikes to the best of your ability, mm-hmm. and sort of see how the scales of justice are holding up to... What is going on? I think that uh, Harvey's problem, and this is this is a problem with the criminal justice system in general, is that a lot of sunlight on a particular case does not help mm-hmm. a fair, completely, you know, unbiased uh, decision because there's going to be some level of influence based off of people knowing either who you are, what you stand for, or what you actually did. Uh, you know, there wasn't a- any way to get a jury who didn't know that OJ <laughs> was involved in a double murder. Right. Like, yeah, there's no the, the people knew about it. It's how much did they know about it and how much were they going to let that bias them? Yeah. Uh, any case that has cameras on it is going to be harder to be fair than one that does not. Oh, we uh, watched uh, Gabriel Fernandez. Yeah. And it was just like the jury selection came down to can you put this out of your head? And only decide based on the uh, the evidence in front of you. Right. And, not to spoil it, but it's close. Yeah. It's close. So, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. and there, there's going to be cases, I'm sure, that come up with corona where it's going to be uh, somebody didn't do something that was illegal, but the reason why they did it or the justification they're making for it is, you know, oh, I, was, I had corona or yeah. I was worried about it or uh, uh, whatever the case may be. And then... There's going to be people who look in the jury like, oh, I know what that was like. I'm going to have sympathy on this person, yep. even though they might have clearly broken a law. You know, it's like one of those like, is it is it okay to sentence the person who steals the bread for the hungry family kind of thing? Like, it's the, yes, technically that was a crime, but are we going to look past it? I mean, like these... I- these I'm, are, I'm hoping for one of those juries myself. Th- these are all these are all variances of legal legal justification that we have from time yes. to time. I don't know if Harvey necessarily gets to the to the level of this is a uh, thousand people losing due process. <laughs> I, think See, I, that, I think this is more this is the same out of touch white guy 
that we have seen so much of in the last, I don't know, four years or so since an election in 2016, Mm -hmm. where it's just like, you know what? White men are so persecuted. And by the way, Harvey Weinstein being able to consider himself a white guy just... 2020 is great and terrible in many, many, many ways. Like, it's... it's, uh, There's a lot of guys who wouldn't agree with you, Harvey, about uh, being white. Uh, But nonetheless, just, you know, just like the idea that I'm rich and I'm being persecuted and this shouldn't be happening... Uh, I grew up in a country where money could buy you out of any trouble you had. And what happened to that America? I, I think, and you know what, that's the, that's the line that I feel like I've sort of gone on for most of this, which is, I think that it's, I will argue that it is uh, not as just for Harvey going into his case because of all the sunlight that was put on his story and what he had done. And all the various accusers and stuff mm-hmm. like that that hurt him going in. Uh, so in that regard, it's a it's a failure for his due process. But I feel like the more I've been thinking about it, the counteraction of all the things that he did that eliminated the due process of others kind yeah. of makes his argument wrong. You know, and this is something we've talked about a little bit before, where I was just like. I feel like we've all decided that we're going to get him. Yeah. So everyone feels good with anything that ends with him getting a guilty sentence for many, many years. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if there were if there were more subtleties to this case than there were, then it would be tough to do that ram it through approach. Yeah. Th- you know, like that's this is the, a uh, bad example of that because he was so bad for so long. Right. You're just like, he really is a bad guy. I but there but are I mean, ex- like calling and threatening people and like. There was the the story like when the emails got released. Uh, Jen- Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, like Jennifer Aniston should be killed. Like yeah. you know, there, there's no reasonable reason. <laughs> that's not something that a, a normal person does when they're trying to allow somebody to live freely in this world. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. But I think uh, you know I'm always one for the slippery slope. Uh, that's just like you know oh. Yeah, it worked for Harvey, and that's fine. Yeah, we trust Obama with drones, but eventually it's not going to be Obama. Yes, yeah. we trust Obama with, you know, the spy tools that let them, uh, the you know, the Velociraptor program that goes into your email and looks for the words bomb and whatever. Well, I trust Obama with that. I don't trust Trump with that. Yeah. And I don't want him to have it. And the problem is I can't give it to one and then take it away later. Once it's out there, it's always yeah. out there. And now that we've done this to Harvey, who's the next guy? Now, again, not that he didn't absolutely deserve it, because yeah. he did terrible things for a long time. The worst, the, the the hardest part about him making any kind of argument is how badly he clearly did, yeah. did something wrong. Uh, and his, the problem with his end is that he had no way of, you know, it's not like, you know, like, oh, of course I didn't rape her. I was in Cincinnati that night, and here's my, here's my receipt. Like, he, it's not like he had any, like actual argument for any of the charges brought against she him. wanted just, it it wasn't rape. it was just uh. whether it was just whether or not the the uh court was going to punish somebody for it i mean that's mm-hmm. really the you know because so many of these cases have just been you know like oh okay you know six months like mm. just don't do it again now <laughs> maybe having, i'm gonna put you on the registry like now having argued the opposite i will argue a different point because okay this is what i like to do um let me see if you get this reference. Okay. I'm really hoping that things, if they're going to go wrong, that they go terribly wrong. Because I'll tell you what, this weekend I was on the verge of buying a purple suit and some white face paint. Joker? Thank you. <laughs> I, I, 
I said this to a group of five people and they looked at me like I had two heads. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, you understand who I am, right? <laughs> and you don't get the purple suit and the white face paint reference. But my point being, then if, I don't know, say some figure of chaos were to start, you know, doing chaotic things and, you know, public property and downfall of civilization and society, um, and then we're caught and put on trial, I would maybe want the jury to be sitting there like, yeah, you know, this guy, uh, he's out there talking about why are people getting evicted during uh, a crisis? Why are people... Uh, not being able to go buy food during a crisis. You know, mm-hmm. I, we're all out of toilet paper because people, because all the Karens of the world have grabbed all the toilet paper and some old couple who can only go out and buy buy groceries once a week don't have any. This seems like a good argument to me. And I want them to be biased. And I want them to kind of the opposite, but in the same way, just be like, no, no, no. There's nothing you can say. We're letting him go as soon as this is over. Like, Go ahead and work your way through your little trial, and then we'll go back there and be like, we'll all agree, like, not guilty, right? Like, fuck the state. Okay. All right. And we're out of here. I I, uh, I commend your imagination. Yes. If not the uh, the fact that it will not happen. There's I mean, no- the place where that might work is L.A. I'm just saying. I- On a fictional movie is the place where that might happen. <laughs> I, I really... I suggest you write it. I really want the downtown courthouse and not the Santa Monica courthouse, because if it's a Santa Monica courthouse... It ain't gonna go that way. Oh it's like, God! I, <laughs> just I have jury duty and I've oh, that's right. Me. Yeah, this week I shouldn't I shouldn't say anything more. Do you, are you going every day? No, no. Are you on a trial? Mm-hmm. Aren't you supposed to report this week? Yeah. Did you? No. Oh, why? Because I keep checking in. They keep saying like you don't need. You're not needed tomorrow. Oh, I think it's shut down. I don't think there is any. Good. Oh, look at the lucky guy. If I get through the week. (laughs) Corona's coming up roses for somebody. And, you know, I start to ask myself, it seems like it came on really quickly there, just in a convenient time for Corey. (laughs) Yeah, because that's all I was trying to do was avoid jury duty. I may have killed 100 people, but... uh, (laughs) At least I didn't have to go to the courthouse. I had to go to jury duty. (laughs) But uh, I guess uh, that's enough for Harvey, which brings us, of course, to... Oh, wait, no, we did have one more story. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean... It's so, related, I guess, right? Yeah, so, so uh, obviously Hollywood, like many businesses, has been uh, dramatically affected by uh, quarantines and, uh, you know, uh, social distancing and things of the sort. Uh, one of the ways in which it has definitely affected Hollywood, uh, I'll tell you one, is that nobody's working. So someone like me just sitting <laughs> like waiting for this whole thing to pass so I can you know go to a job again don't uh, they understand is, <laughs> you got a splenda baby to take care of <laughs> you need work just gonna be doing little tiny kernels of splenda here for a while uh <laughs> the uh gotta make a last <laughs> uh the other side is that uh this is the time of year where where projects start to become real mm-hmm. in a lot of senses uh one of them is pilot season where people make one episode of a TV show and then executives watch them all and decide on which ones are going to go onto the airs later. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is pretty much gone because of Corona. Yeah. And uh, may never come back. Like, it's just one of those antiquated things that yeah. once it's gone, it just may never come back. Uh, we had been talking about, I think, for a couple of years now, the uh, Amazon model of like, we're going to make one of a bunch of things, but there's no real set schedule. It's not like it all happens in the spring. It's just like, oh, hey, 
we have five really good scripts. We can only really take two to series. So yeah. let's let them make one of each of them, and then we'll make a 10-episode series instead of a 12, and uh, let everybody vote. Yeah. But I remember Aaron Paul's show, they did that in, like, July in a place that made no sense. It wasn't, yeah. like, pilot season at all, either fall or spring. So um, I think the likelihood is, and, and of course, you know, now like the new Pope came out in February. Like the, Well, I mean, almost it, it, it almost seems like it's a better financial move to just make a short season of everything that you're thinking about making and then put it up on your streaming service. And then if people like it, then you can make more. Yeah. And if nobody watches it, then it's not that much more money than you would have spent just making one pilot. Right. And uh, so like now I mean, you like, have content for your streaming service. Yeah. Which is you kind have, of just have another thing. another thing on there, you know, like rather than spending, you know, because you, you spend like a hundred thousand dollars on a single pilot. Well, you know, you can find some industrious person to make you six episodes of something for yeah. two hundred fifty, three hundred thousand dollars. And then all of a sudden you're off to the races and, uh, you know, you spend a little bit more, but you have content that you own forever. And if it's successful, then you own the right to keep making it, you know, and you own the IP. Well, you know, the right to the IP anyway. Yeah. So then maybe it's like, okay, so they didn't do a really good job, but there's a kernel of something here. Right. Uh, that we could probably work with. And uh, it'll live on the streaming service forever, and then we'll find a way to work that in somewhere else. Um, uh, you know, uh, God, I just said Aaron Paul, and I can't remember the name of his movie. Um, damn it. Uh, the Bring Bad Murray movie. Um, Bring a Bad Movie? Yeah. Uh, Aaron? That is Iron Paul. I know, but the, it, it's the name of the car, and I can't remember the name. Oh, El Camino? El Camino. Uh, mm. So that was like, we. I guess we don't really know how well it did, because yeah. they don't release that. But I didn't, I did. I think that there were supposed to be two more, and now apparently that's like, question mark, maybe there won't yeah. be two more. But it's the kind of thing where like, okay, well, now I, Netflix has the rights to uh, all of these spinoff shows or whatever, and... They could have chosen to make nine of them. They did one. It didn't do too well. But maybe they put it in the bank, and then later on, uh, Gus Fring, the guy who plays Gus Fring. Um, ooh, I'm tired. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so he like has a breakout year where he's got three really big movies, and you're like, all right, it's time for Gus Fring to yeah. come on back, and let's have ourselves a come back in the fold. Movie. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so they just because they have it. Um, and again, one of the things I love about Netflix is that you can scroll forever. Yeah. There is no, it, well, I'm sure there is, but there seems to be no end to Netflix. And Disney Plus is great, but at some point I hit all the kids' stuff. And I'm just like, all right, there's nothing below here that interests yeah. me. Uh, I'm going to go back and go to Hulu or Netflix or something. So just having well, the content can be good. So we didn't put it here on the rundown, but uh, just in connection with that, uh, another thing that is happening, like right now, it really was breaking today. And it's huge if you think about it in terms of, a paradigm shift in the industry uh, while people are trying to desperately get some revenue in <laughs> uh, movies. Uh, the, the, the theatrical window has been thrown out for a couple movies now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, the hunt, which is out right now in theaters, but you know, nobody can go see cause all the theaters are closed. I want to uh, ask you about that. It's now available on like, you can get it on iTunes or Amazon or something like that for a $20 rental, <laughs> which is, you know, equivalent to two people going to the movies. So in LA, it's equivalent yeah. to one person going to the movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like what fifteen bucks for one of us to go. So yeah, split that four ways, five bucks a piece. Yeah, it's a second run theater for a second run movie. <laughs> well, I mean, like the reason why they're not so worried about it is because uh, 
they released it. They finally got it out into yeah. theaters, and then this happens. And I, I something tells me they're just like, fuck it, just put it on streaming. <laughs> Let's just try and make some amount of money well, off of this shit. And they got a bunch of free uh, promotion, right? Because yeah, of everything. Mm-hmm. And I do think like if you. But I mean, like, there's a bunch of movies that are not going through the actual theatrical window anymore. Like, I think the new Trolls movie is just going to be released. Yeah, and like they're gonna they they released uh, uh, Frozen two before it was supposed to be on Disney. Yeah, well, that's because all the kids are home. Well, I mean, there's just going to be a ton of this Mm -hmm. Uh, ESPN has this like nine pot nine part Jordan documentary that like I'm sure is just going to be coming up next week at some point. Yeah, (laughs) like. I don't know if I want to watch that. Why are we that. waiting till June? Like, I don't know if I want to watch that. You think it'll ruin Jordan for you? It might. I mean, mm-hmm. I know he's a terrible person, and I only know a little bit of it. I'm just waiting. I, it, it might ruin it for me. I think I think he's a terrible person in the kind of way that you enjoy, though. I mean, yeah. Like he, he's, the, <laughs> he's, the, he's not the terrible person who's like, you know, like, why is this Mexican here? I don't like them around me mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like, he's not that type of terrible person. Fuck you, pay me. Fuck you, pay me. <laughs> he's the type of terrible person who's just like, you know, like, gets super, super competitive. He's just like, fuck your whole family. And you're just like, oh, wow. Jordan just got unleashed there. He's, a, he's intense. Let's gamble. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the other side of this, uh, on the theatrical side, is uh, festivals. Yes. Film festivals are uh, opportunities for people who have spent the last year and a half making a movie apologies if you guys can hear that apparently <laughs> the person who died upstairs it's <laughs> apparently a uh, rodeo going on upstairs <laughs> the uh the film festivals all over the place have been canceling because i mean you know everything's been canceling and these yeah. are huge gatherings and for a lot of filmmakers they've spent the last year making a film and they get uh, accepted to some sort of festival mm-hmm. and this is their opportunity to get people seeing it and talking about it and maybe get it sold and all that and now all of that is out the window. Best like, picture winners. How many of the best picture winners in the last 10 years have been independent films that started out at a festival? Oh, many, yeah. So, and not that we care that much about the Oscars but um, in the end, it's a big part of what independent film is. It's like you can make a film on the cheap and then get invited to one of these festivals and maybe find somebody who will put it in a theater so that yeah. more eyes can get on it. And without Or that, you get bought by Netflix or, or you, you get, get bought, bought by, by what you know whoever and they they uh, figure out some sort of place for your movie. Yeah. And uh, you you gain the notoriety of having a movie out. Uh, if it's just sitting on a shelf like unwatched by anyone, it's it doesn't serve a purpose to anyone. Or on like, YouTube. Yeah, uh, but the good news is that uh, Stage Thirty Two, which is, by the way, I mentioned this to somebody today. Nobody knows who Stage Thirty Two is. No, it's literally just an industry thing. But uh, that might be good for people who are doing these films. Stage Thirty Two. I wonder how much of an industry thing though, too, because like I never hear it on set. I never hear anyone go like, "Hey, find me on Stage Thirty Two. Well, I think it's the thing where like uh, it's not like fa- so. I was gonna say it's like Facebook, but it's not because I don't interact with anybody there. I get notice of events there. Mm-hmm. But every time I've gone to a State 32 event, there's been people there. So oh, I yeah, assume. yeah, yeah. I, and I'm not, this isn't me trying to make fun of Stage 32 or anything like that. I think they're, I think it's a great site. I've been on it for a long time. I think that the writing that people do for it is very good. And uh, they have classes. And I, I think it's a great, I think it's just filled with a lot of people who are getting ready to start in the film industry. Yeah. And they don't yeah. have anywhere else where they feel like they can go. And like it's the Wikipedia and the meetup of the film industry. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Like I mean, learn like, learn the basics of something, but not because like before Facebook groups came along, yeah, there wasn't really a way to like figure out the people on Facebook who were into the same thing you were. 
So now there's groups where you can be on Facebook, and I just see them all the time where people are just like, if someone knows Tom Cruise, I have a great role for him in my movie. I can offer him $200 a day. Somebody get back to me. Yeah. And you're like reading it, and you're just like, you're hopeless, sir. Yeah. You're, you, yeah. you have no idea how this works. And I feel bad for you, and I think this movie's going to be awful. But at the same time, I don't want to be the person who like gets in the comments and be like, fuck you, die. Because like, yeah. Yeah. I've also been... <laughs> completely unaware at the beginning too and i didn't know how it worked yeah and like we had conversations where it was just like oh it's gonna be so great when we get leonardo dicaprio brad pitt and margot robbie in this movie how would that ever happen you know like well i mean maybe <laughs> tarantino did it how can you lock Aren't in you all three of tarantino? those people yeah. come on but i'm saying like you know it, it, i think state stage 32 uh not to any detriment of itself is filled with a lot of people who are very early to the process of becoming filmmakers. Yeah. And that is uh, it kind of is good and bad, you know? Well, maybe this is a good move for them, too, then. Yeah. Because they are going to put out the entire South by Southwest uh, lineup on the website for people to come and check out. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be paid. It probably is going to be a paywall. But um, that will attract industry eyes to their website. Well, I think they were talking about having an actual screening at a theater too here in LA. Mm, not anymore. At a later time, but I don't think that's <laughs> going to happen. But I was going to ask you about that too. So like Glendale is not part of LA. Right. Burbank is not part of LA. Right. So those theaters are still open theoretically. I mean, theoretically, I guess. I don't know yeah. what they... Because I mean, the problem is that you know, L.A. County calls it, I think. No, it's it's so. Is it city of L.A.? The city is the one who cl- the mayor closed all the theaters and the bars. Oh, okay. L.A. County is still saying no gatherings greater than 50 and the bars or restaurants have to uh, do half occupancy. Like, so it's this weird mixed I bag. Ima- I imagine by the time you actually go to look for a movie. Let's it's go tonight. Gonna, it's not going to be available anymore. Probably Because no. it's. Uh, it, like Regal completely closed up operations. Yeah. Uh, uh, Landmark, a couple others, I think. I will drive like... to Orange County to go to an AMC. <laughs> Orange County will not be better for this. I'm t- <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I will drive to San Francisco. I'm sure there's no cases up there. <laughs> Orange County, that's where all the rich people live. They don't get sick. Come on, it's fine. Well, they do when Devin Nunes gets oh. talking about going to... Invite telling people to come out. Yeah, come out to my event. We're out at the bar. Well, no, it wasn't even that. It was to me the whole thing with uh, what bothers me so much. Now we're into the coronavirus talk. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) What bothers me so much is that uh, we are nobody has the foresight of what could possibly go wrong next week. Mm -hmm. I don't on the podcast make a make a concerted effort to predict what's going to happen in the next week because number one it, it never looks good it, no. even if you're even if you're mostly right like people are still going to find that one part of it you were wrong on one percent call you on that shit yep uh but the the and you know if you're calling something like oh the elections next week who do i think will win that's a little bit of a different thing than what we're talking about here Joe but Biden, like by the way. trump was having statements saying you know like a week ago like oh we're handling this flawlessly there's 15 <laughs> cases like in this place and i imagine next week they're going to be 7 and the week after that it'll be 0 uh, as soon as they get warm the 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 virus is going to go away and everything to- like that listen <laughs> if 
they if he had been able to to quash all of the testing I'm really great at this science stuff like if he had kept all the tests away from people then you're right he was <laughs> like no new tests we're good uh as the virus spread and kill people so but I mean like uh, the the real problem here I think was that uh for the early days of corona in the US we were there was still this division that was going on between like you know I I I've I would talk to people who had right-leaning philosophies, and they would say, like, you know, like, oh, it's just bullshit, and this the media going crazy like they do. And I'm just like, at the beginning, it felt very, like, you know, like when there's a hurricane about to hit Miami in, like, 10 days, mm-hmm. and we have live CNN coverage of the 10 days leading up to the hurricane hitting. It's bright and sunny. And it's bright somebody, and sunny, and there's a down. guy with a yeah. fucking raincoat on, like, on Miami Beach. It's like People are terrified <laughs> here, uh, and there's, like, some people sunning themselves in the background. People might be asked to leave in, as much as a week from now. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, yes, there was, a, there was a problem with how the media handled it originally because I felt like it was very... It felt very hysteria for hysteria's sake. Yes. And then when other things started happening where like people were buying out toilet paper and stuff like that, I'm just like, this is more hysteria for hysteria. This is people like who sit at home and watch TV all day and they all they hear is coronavirus, 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 and then they're just like, Holy shit, I gotta get all my food because I'm never gonna be able to eat again. Like Milk and bread. <laughs> Milk and bread. And it, it 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 can hopefully not be like this, but we have to behave in a civil society and we have to uh, uh for the love of god stop making like stop uh, trump had a, a press conference today where he looked like he was a deflated balloon yeah like yeah somebody somebody came up to him and he's just like cut the shit because you can't you can't go up there and say i've been doing everything flawlessly because it has gotten significantly worse in the last week yeah and the yeah. reason why it has is because everyone's been trying to follow your lead a little bit here it's and, been bad. And bad it's advice. been bad. Yeah. And finally, states and cities and localities and corporations had to decide on their own whether or not they were doing this sort of thing. Like, yeah. the NBA suspending its season isn't something that it wanted to do. <laughs> it would have preferred to do anything but that. But it did that on its own without any, like... There wasn't even a thought. It I just happened. You, one there, there were was, games on the schedule, and then all of a sudden they stopped. Like there was, was a discussion about hazmat suits. Could they play? Could they play <laughs> in hazmat suits? Like it would be a deterrent, yes, but everyone would be deterred equally. It would it would cut down on the between the leg crossovers for sure. Yes, yeah, and the dunks because it's hard to get that you know, the visor up to your head where you can't see where the rim is. Um, We'd have to sew the names and numbers on everybody's hazmat suit. I think that ruins the hazmat suit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also, by the way, uh, nobody... Uh, we have to put a beard on James Harden's hazmat <laughs> The NBA is the NBA because it's the NBA, and if everyone was wearing hazmat suits, it'd basically be the all-white NBA of the 50s, <laughs> and nobody wants to watch that. It's just, all right, guys, we're going to pass it three times before we take a shot. <laughs> Shot's got to be inside the arc. Shot, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, just John Stockton. It's just teams full of John Stockton just passing. Nobody wants to take a shot because they know they're not going to make it. Uh no, but I mean, you know, Trump. Trump was uh, was not happy to be up there uh, having to tell everyone bad news, especially on a day where the stock market fell three thousand points to twenty thousand. By the way, again, another one. Just yeah, time just in passing the, in the fucking last week. Yeah, there was a time uh, during the Obama administration 
late in the Obama administration where we had 20,000? No, no, it was early. Was it early? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I can't remember the exact date. It was uh, but, 08, so that would have been the first year. It had, to have, it had to have been after the... Oh, so the 2012 collapse then? <laughs> what? The 2012 economic collapse. You're talking about the big drop, right? Yeah, but that was 08. The no, housing, there was another one crisis? in 2012. Yeah, but it couldn't have been 08 that you got it. That he got what? Regardless. There was uh, one. At, at some point during Obama's administration, the stock market hit 20,000, uh, which yeah. was a number that uh, people were like, oh my God, we've never seen it so high. This is... This is uh, It'd be like if I told you that somebody scored 200 points in basketball. You're, you're just like, that's way more than even the highest imagining of how many points you could score, yeah. you know? Uh, and then throughout the course of this Trump administration, we've gotten up to, like, I think as high as, like, 25,000 something a couple times, like yeah. a little bit over 25. But like I talked about last week, the stock market has been exploding with huge value days where you go drop a thousand or go uh, you know like go up a thousand like in, in split seconds because everything's being done on analytics and computers and no there's no actual person like sitting in their basement with like four computer screens like pulling a trigger anymore it's, I want to I want to go dive into that just uh, just a teensy bit it just yeah. we're going to dive in the shallow end okay so what has changed about any of the blue chip stocks are they making less cars are they making less computers are there they making less batteries. Is anything making less paper? Is anything changing? No. Uh, what What has changed is the uh, in the last decade there has been a view by uh, a lot of financial analysts, mostly on the right, for the idea that there is nothing more efficient than the ruthless CEO who will cut every single cost down as much as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. And then every single free penny that is that is spared after, you know, a thirty million dollar annual CEO salary goes to, goes the, to the stock uh, yeah. shareholders in the way of you know dividends and buybacks and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And the way to get more people to invest in the stock market is to have more immediate gratification in the, in the form of dividends. And I mean, this collapse though this this three thousand five thousand point drop. Yeah, is anything changing as far as production is concerned? I mean, yes. I mean, in terms of like mm-hmm. right, right. future, I mean, like right now, the, the 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 huge reason for this is because nobody knows what businesses are going to be able to survive this. Right. That's that's the that's the whole but, problem here. But the business itself is capital, and it may or may not survive. What is the issue causing the market to fluctuate so greatly? It is the labor. And the availability of labor mm-hmm. and the consumer who is essentially labor and their ability to buy. Yeah. So what we've learned in late stage capitalism is this labor is in fact the heart of the economy and without labor, the whole system collapses. So I'm just saying unions strong, you know, maybe take labor, take down the whole capitalist system. Let's end late stage capitalism while we can. Because another thing I've, that I think the pandemic has, and by the way, you really killed my transition. I had this whole like, beep, 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 beep. Pandemic worldwide. <laughs> Coronavirus moving across the Atlantic. Uh, anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, the one thing that we're seeing about, uh, about from, from coronavirus is that essentially this system that we believe is infallible in ways and you know must survive yeah uh for instance there are places now that are just not arresting people for minor crimes 
because they want to keep the jails as empty as possible to stop the transmission of the virus. And the early statistics show that these places are not hotbeds of crime now. They are statistically exactly the same as they were before, only people were not getting arrested for nonsensical yeah. crimes. Which means, by the way, we could do this all the time. Well, that, uh, if, any, if there's any goodness that comes from uh, what we're going through right now, I think that there will be a lot of sun shining on the other side as far as the way that uh, certain systems are approached and how people look at them. Uh, I disagree completely. Do you? Because Americans are dumb. And as soon as the emergency is over, we are going to go right back to where we, where we were before. A person is smart. People are dumb, dangerous, panicky animals, <laughs> and you know it. So, yeah, they're all they're willing to just do whatever it takes to get through this period. And they'll be like, yeah, you know what? I, no one should be evicted. No one should be evicted right now. No one needs to be living on, on, on the street. Yeah, Garcetti, find a place for people to live. All of these homeless people, we can house them somewhere. Let's go find homes for them. And then as soon as the pandemic's over, it's going to be like, yeah, why is my tax dollars going to let some bum live in a house that's been empty for 10 years? No one can buy that house while he's in it. Yeah, nobody was buying it before, jackass. It doesn't matter. Nobody's going to buy the damn house. Because you know what? I can't afford the fucking house. It's two and a half million dollars for two rooms. <laughs> Goddamn L.A. real estate. <laughs> I, uh, the, I, the sun, I think, that we see on the other side of this thing is a lot of the, I, I think that we're going to see a lot of norms fall. Like, things that were, uh, uh, we we were talking about it with like the uh, Purell on airplanes. Oh yeah! Like all of a sudden, <laughs> when people want to bring their Purell on the airplane, there's a you know this uh, three ounces, this three ounce rule. I think we can make an exception in this case. Only and, four hand sanitizer yeah. and up to twelve ounces. Like wait wait what? <laughs> so mm. so apparently it's not so much of a thing as it was before. But I mean like it, it I I. I imagine that we're going to break down a lot of these. Uh, the one I would love is uh, L.A. decided today that they're not going to write any tickets. No parking tickets. No parking tickets yes. until this this whole thing is over because they don't want somebody to leave their house to have to move their car. <laughs> so they're just yeah. like, we're just Mondays, not going to Everybody's <laughs> outside moving. Yeah, street sweeping like everyone's <laughs> out going, trying to move their car to the other side of the street. They're just not going to write tickets for it. Um, but by the way, for those in L.A., they will still tow. People at my office were joking about, like, I'm just going to park in the middle of the street. I'm like, they'll tow you. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that they won't tow you. They will not write a ticket, but They're, they'll tow you. They will They will look at you sideways if you park uh, park too illegally, you know? I was going to say, you, you block a hydrant, you're still getting towed. <laughs> it's not there's it's not a Mad Max out there, although I wish it was. Um, but, by the way, speaking of that, the, the again, the one impact that localities are, seeing, are projected to see... By not enforcing minor crimes, can you take a guess? Less prisoners? Less prisoners, but there is something related to that. Less cops? Oh, no, God. More cops. Of course, more cops. <laughs> um, a projected revenue shortfall for the year. Oh. So. <laughs> and, of course, I have to go to court here soon, so. Yeah. Well, maybe <laughs> they'll throw that out. Well, you look very innocent, but, unfortunately, we're a little bit tight tight the purse string, so. Uh, sorry. Can't even <laughs> lower the uh, the fine for you. Right. Apologies, uh, Karuna. <laughs> we find you guilty and we charge you $3,000 in court costs. Enjoy your life. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so they're not enforcing minor crimes, which is great. 
and crime isn't increasing, which is logical. Uh, but the municipalities are going to have a budget shortfall, which means they depend on the prosecution of bullshit crime in order to balance the budget. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, you are nothing but a cash register for your local municipality. It's not, you know what? It's so much beyond that, though, too. It's because it's not even necessarily about being, because there, there's a certain there's a certain extent where a regular everyday citizen who gets a parking ticket every mm-hmm. five to ten years and gets a speeding ticket every five to ten years is uh, revenue for, you know, mis- municipalities and stuff like that. But you also have to think about the outrageous waste that goes on, too. Oh. Where if they decide, like, this Rob guy has really been a thorn in our side for too long, and we're going to take him down. Yep. And if they decide they want to get you, there, there's not a day go- that goes by where you don't commit a crime. Yeah, I mean, that, it, it's, it's, it's impossible. It, the oldest rule of society, which is if, you, if someone really wants to find you guilty of something, we, ha- we all break laws every yeah. single day. There was a police officer who said, you can't drive down a street in America without breaking a law that I can pull you over for. Yep. Um, the... <laughs> the the desire that you know robs the thorn in my side and I, i'm i'm going to take this opportunity to get him and i'm going to spend unlimited funds in the in the process of doing so yeah and it's not because at the end of it uh we're going to find rob guilty of racketeering and all the uh houses and cars and money that he has that we seized is going to be able to go towards operating budgets and stuff like that it's just we don't like rob and yep. we're going to we're going to prosecute him and <laughs> They're and we we would literally spend as much money as we want to in the process of doing so. We're going to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to get the hundreds of dollars that he has. <laughs> but it'll hurt him a lot more than it'll yeah. hurt us. Uh, yeah. And uh, speaking of eroding civil liberties, uh, San Francisco now mm-hmm. has a 24-hour curfew as of midnight tonight. So in four three hours or so. Uh, New York is likely to get the same in the next 48 hours uh, unless somehow the restaurant and bar and movie theater ban slows the rate of uh, spread. But it's likely that uh, they'll get a curfew. L.A. is likely to get a curfew in the next week or so uh, unless, again, these minor things are able to slow the spread. Uh, Yeah, I mean, so uh, I know there's a lot of... our intention is not to repeat the things that you've seen over and over again from other places. I, I assume everyone knows to wash their hands at this point. Yeah. Um, Which, by the way, I was going to say, a return to uh, to normalcy. How about a return to non-normalcy? <laughs> Keep washing your hands, <laughs> people, you dirty do, bitches. Do it forever now. This is all I've ever done. I, I worked at a restaurant for a decade. All I ever do is wash my hands for a minimum of 20 seconds in hot water. Yes. Not cold, like, you know, like, oh, I'm just washing it, like, hot water to get the, the germs. Off. I, I will officially know the pandemic. I mean, it doesn't have to be scalding hot. It could just be like warm, warm water. Warm. But I'm saying like hotter than just turning on the faucet water. You know, uh, I'll officially know the pandemic is over the first time I see <laughs> one of the dudes at my work just walk out of the bathroom, which used to happen <laughs> all the goddamn time. You walk out of the stall and just right out of the bathroom, you dirty mother. <laughs> no, but now, oh, now, now there's a line. Now there's a line at the sink while we're waiting to. Do our straight 20 seconds. Yeah. And I see this. Yeah. Because there's a website that gives you your own song to jam out for your 20 second yeah, yeah, hand yeah. washing for. So I'm down for it. Um, 
but yeah, uh, let's let's keep that part of it. Maybe not the overwashing because I think I have been overwashing a lot. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I I think the the problem is that uh, I, hear, I, hear that dry skin. I feel Ooh. like I feel like I'm a I'm a, a pretty reasonable person and I don't get stuck in the hysteria too much. Yeah, uh, and it's fine for me to stay in, and I, I'm I'm uh, uh, committed to helping out with trying to uh, spread the disease and stuff like that. Not spread. Not the spread the disease. <laughs> Sorry, I bought a Trump and I just used the wrong word. Uh, I, uh, I'm all down for the cause. I, I think my problem is that uh, I just like that. I lost it. I had a thought and then it was mm. gone. What, mm. what were we? What were you just washing saying? my hands? Oh yes. Uh, the the little bit of uh, uh, what's the thing where you think you have every disease? Oh, hypochondria? Yeah. yeah. Like the little bit of like, anytime I do have to leave the apartment for like 30 seconds to go to CVS and mm-hmm. get two things, and I'm just like, I'm going into like the war zone, and I'm just like, I'm being attacked. <laughs> you see, hear one cough, and you're just like, next aisle. Move, yeah. <laughs> move, move. Like, so I, I... Like, I'm not I'm not one of those people, but at the same time, there's like almost an aspect of this is crushing everyone to... <laughs> I posted a video. They're under constant assault. Posted a video on Instagram of like, uh, I'm not scared, but I'm not stupid either of me wearing a mask. And then I was on my way out, actually leaving. So I went, but I put the mask in my pocket and, you know, I scooted on down to CVS and I was not going to wear it in the store. Right. I made it maybe three steps in the store before a woman, you know, 10 feet away from me just is like, (coughs) no covering the mouth, no elbow, no nothing. And I was just like, these dirty motherfuckers strap it up. And I just walked around the store and I was like, it, it was hot as hell in the store because there's so many bodies in there and I'm mm-hmm. sweating and, and the mask is so hot. I'm like, it's worth it because I'm not going to get Corona from some dude at fucking CVS. That's not, not going to happen. Um, but uh, anyway, so we joke about being quarantined and that's, but there are people who like, hey, your brother, is he still in San Francisco? Yeah. Yeah. So he's going to be stuck. Yeah, he's been stuck for a while. Oh, not twenty four hours though. No, but I mean, like, I think he's just sort of been staying inside. Like, uh, you know, they they've been working from home. Oh, and uh, and I mean, like, rent plus the extra groceries. He's broke. Where's he gonna go? So, uh, living <laughs> <laughs> um, check to check with that six hundred thousand dollar a year rent. Uh, no, but I mean, you know, like, ho- hopefully, uh, hopefully, it doesn't. It, I I feel like the curfews, at the very least, that I've been hearing about are meant as a let's see if we can simply stop it a little bit by telling everyone not to go outside. But but when searching for a suspect in the the Boston Marathon bombing, the police said, well, we hope that by just storming into people's houses all over the east end of Boston, we can find the bomber. Like, At what point are we going to say... I get it. I get that there's a good reason for it, but the good reason is not enough. Yeah. And just saying, hey, voluntarily, everyone stay inside. We're not going to enforce a curfew at all. And then let Darwin work it out. Let all of those <sighs> dummies that get out and go to the bar uh, or want to go to the bar. See, the, but the problem is, uh, and I, I, you know, thank God uh, uh, Garcetti closed all the bars and restaurants. People were out on before- Saturday. <laughs> Before, I mean, like St. Patrick's Day is not going to be as big of a thing because it's not going to be a big drinking day on Tuesday. But and it's a Tuesday, so. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, yeah, I, I would have appreciated if it, if everyone's because I'm seeing like videos from like Mardi Gras where there's fucking 
fifty thousand people people at a post Malone concert. Yeah. Apparently, like a bunch of people got second Mar a Lago where Trump was having a thing. Thank God. <laughs> I I just uh couldn't happen to a better crew of people. <laughs> I, uh, Here's the thing though, and connecting this back to sports ball a bit, uh, the NHL canceled their the rest of their season. Well, suspended. Yeah, suspended they, the they've all season. everyone's suspended at this point, but you have to imagine that. If this goes on for yeah, yeah, for any length of time, Uh, and then you know, of course, the Canadians tie drinking and hockey and everything together, Uh, and much like uh, on Family Guy, where they show the uh, the paradise that would be Ireland if whiskey had never been invented, um, it took Canadians forty eight hours to isolate the coronavirus (laughs) after hockey was canceled. They're like, no hockey, what? All right, boys, <laughs> we're going to figure this thing out. And uh, yeah, so they've now the problem with the, the testing is that they had to give you this whole slew of tests. Yeah. And it's like if they're positive on seven of these 10 tests, that means it's coronavirus. OK, great. Well, uh, now we actually know what the virus actually is and they can design or they have now designed a test for it. Exactly. Now they go into mass production. So in like six weeks, we'll have tests for it. Um, but again, 48 hours without hockey, and look what Canada has accomplished. <laughs> uh, I just think we should take away beer and hockey from them forever. and just uh, there, was a, a- there was a great meme I saw. Uh, uh, day two without sports. Found out my wife's favorite color is yellow. Who the fuck's favorite <laughs> color is yellow? <laughs> oh, yeah, I, which leads me to the uh, divorce lawyers when they see couples getting quarantined together. <laughs> Well, I've seen right. it. I've seen it both ways too. There's a lot, a lot of people who gotta be getting married because they spend a lot of time together. That's also true too. But we just staying together for the kids. Um, <laughs> so I mean, we the we're running a little long. The only thing uh, I would I really kind of wanted to cover is that I like that uh, celebrities are standing up and saying that they're infected, and I, yeah. I just wanted to mention that because I feel like we have really this could have gone a dark place where it's like a racial thing or it's a, um, uh, class thing. Like only poor people get it, you know, yeah. rich people cause or only old people or only old. I mean, people. That, that was the thing that was going on with the kids going to the bars. They're just like, well, yeah. what the fuck do I care? I'm not old. Like, I'm not going to die from this shit. I'm going to go have St. Patrick's day. Like, but it's not about you. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but then like Tom Hanks, I think was the first one, him and his wife coming out and saying that they are infected and everybody's like, Whoa, if Corona is coming for Tom Hanks, it could come for me. All right, he's yeah. the nicest guy in the world. I don't know. I mean, Corey hates him, but uh, other than that, <laughs> I don't hate him. I love, <laughs> I love Tom Hanks the person. I just, uh, I feel like I've seen so much of Tom Hanks in my mm-hmm. life that I instantly recognize him when I see him, and it makes it more difficult for me to watch movies where he's supposed to be somebody else. Right, you know? like you have said That's before, the- I wish Philadelphia was real, and I wish he had not survived it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, but Idris Elba uh, coming out today and, and saying that he was he had tested positive, I just think it puts a human a human turn on it. And it's just like it's we are all racist. We are all I mean I guess they're all rich, but it's like it's not just the poor. It's not just poor people. It's not just uh, you know. Well, I mean, I I would say specifically with it was Wednesday night, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, because. It, it all all these sort of dominoes I, I i feel like there was never a more packed hour of real time where a bunch of different things were all happening at once but they were all related to the same thing mm-hmm. so uh rudy gobert it was announced that he had tested positive for corona immediately nba <laughs> 
immediately the NBA season was pretty much done at that moment. <laughs> yeah. Like it was, it was. It, it, he had spent like twenty minutes there, saying w- he within, wasn't scared of within it. Within twenty minutes, it, it felt like the game was canceled, and then other games were being canceled, and then there's games that are happening still, but there's like fifteen people there, yeah. and it's like this yeah. is the end of the NBA season for a while, and then uh, beyond that, there was uh, uh, Tom Hanks. And Rita Wilson, which happened like twenty minutes after that, and yeah. then all, all at the same time, Trump had that that uh, White House press con or the Oval Office. Everything's uh, fine. Don't everything, worry. yeah, like you know, like uh, well, you said you know, there's not going to be travel from Europe except from England, yeah, uh, and no products, and then everyone freaked out. Like uh, uh, you've done a bad job of the Oval Office address if you have to go back and figure out ways to correct the things that you said wrong <laughs> during the yeah. process of the. Like, that should be the one that's so locked down. Like, you're not saying anything that's not 100% ready to go. And, you know, maybe somebody's checked CNN headline news before you go out there to talk. And just be like, all right, we we should postpone a bit because uh, Tom Hanks tested positive. And and that's going to be a big deal. And uh, NBA shutting down. So... uh, But I mean, like, all all these things... uh, What was was fascinating was, like, uh, it, it all happened in such a short little period of time but at the same time, it felt like we were having this conversation about like, well, why are all these events canceling? Yeah, like there were there was like a why is everyone else ahead of this? But Trump saying everything's fine, you know, like and there were there were cities like, you know, like with L.A. where like I, I think Garcetti really started like freaking the fuck out, like and giving press conferences every single day. And I'm not meaning that as like to to uh, disparage the man. I'm just saying like. There's certainly been a part of Garcetti the last couple of days, which is sort of like a top being sp- yeah. <laughs> spun out of him. Yeah. Like he's working, he's working for a change of pace. So he's, he's he, you can see a little sweat on his brow, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, there, there was sort of a thing that was happening early where it was just like, LA, LA County's got 12 cases, and you're just like, all right, well we got fucking 10 million people. <laughs> like, I think it's that- like. It's, it took a while before it like hit this critical mass where everyone was just like, oh, fuck. Like, what? Everyone was only half engaged and they didn't see like, yeah, we don't have that many cases. And I think everyone was like, oh, we're not testing that many people. Yeah. We should test more people and see if those statistics hold up. If, yeah, if it stays this low over, you know, a couple thousand people, well, and I, and we're I, good. I think, I think what Trump and all his people were hoping was that like these were just going to be all, all the cases that there were. Because yeah. like... It kind of like slowly moved a little bit here and there for the first couple of days. It's like, oh, we got twelve cases in LA. Now we have fifteen. Now we mm-hmm. have eighteen. Now we have one hundred and ninety-seven. It's just like, holy shit, where that ninety-four? There are only ninety-four. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like it, it. It it certainly seemed like it went from one day being like fifteen people to being eighty something people. Like yeah, within yeah. twenty-four hours. Well, of, that's because they started testing. People. Oh, I know, but and I'm saying the Bay Area, by the way, the same thing. It was like a slow crawl, and then a bunch of companies were like, "We'll buy these off-the-market tests that the government won't buy because yeah. they were German, I guess, and they didn't say they were trustworthy." And then all of a sudden, the number skyrocketed in forty-eight hours. And yeah. Like, these are not new things. These are people finally getting tested. Right. Um, and there's probably people who, because there's a lot of people who are talking about the the effects of the virus on young people who are healthy. Yeah. May not, may be so mild that you don't even necessarily think that you're sick. Like you, The it, mayor of Miami had a slight fever under 100 mm-hmm. and some mild body aches. And yeah. he tested positive. But, uh, and he's in his mid-30s. He's like our age. Yeah. And I'm like, 
That's me like every day. I, 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 <laughs> but I know the difference. I've had Corona for the last four years and I didn't even know it. No, Jesus. but I'm saying like, you know, we could we could be locked in for two weeks and I have Corona and I don't know it. And then I leave and yep. then I give it to somebody. And how the fuck was I supposed to know? I was, well, uh, after two weeks, you would have worked. It, it worked its way out. Oh, I know. I, I, I was just saying, you know, the, making the, the point that. Yes. Uh, don't go around your parents or my parents and we'll be fine. <laughs> oh, well, that's right. Yeah. Um. Well, I think that's about it. And I think we've had quite enough excitement for one week. Let's be honest. We'll be talking about Corona again next week because it's not going anywhere, folks. Uh, It's going to be around. Yes, there was a chance that uh, if we had acted like Italy at the beginning or South uh, Korea at the beginning. By the way, have you seen the South Korea story? With the drive-thru testing and the... Well, no, no. But before, why they started doing that. No. They had it 100% contained. One person... Screwed that up. They had 34 patients that were tested positive. And patient 31 left containment, went to a church service, went to a mall, went to a buffet, came back, and then took the test. Even though they said, do not leave. We can't keep you, but do not leave, please. Please don't leave. And they can tie like 7,000 cases to that that several visits before she came back and got tested. So... If we had done that, like a better job in South Korea, or what Italy did, where it's like out of control, shutting it down, which again, civil liberties, I I would make an argument against. We could have killed this whole thing, but now we are on this like exponential curve upward that is going to peak. And I was talking with the Uber driver that took brought me home today, and I was just like, the reality is, this is probably going to infect seventy to eighty percent of people. But the question is, when do you get infected? And if Corey gets it. And then, you know, a week later, I get it. That means that we are not at the doctor's at the same time. Yeah. And because we're both young, we're not really threatened by this particular strain. We'll probably survive it and have minor health in Like you said, a, a fever and some body aches. Yeah. It'll be like a, it'll be a flu and we won't be happy, but we'll survive it. But the problem is if we both get it in the same day and so do a thousand people that we know. Now, all of us are sitting at doctor's offices and, and hospitals and we're just maxing the system out. Yeah. And there's no drugs for it. There's no not enough tests for it. And we're just sitting and waiting. Um, so the, the important thing is to try and spread this 80% infection rate out over time so that we don't stress the system out. Uh, and to do that, I um, am going to not leave my house. Oh, wait. No, I have to go to work. Uh, I am not going to go to the movies. Just kidding. I would go to Orange County for an AMC. <laughs> I will. Uh, but well. stay tuned. It'll, it'll continue. So. Uh, in the meantime, everyone, please stay safe. Uh, do what you can to uh, protect those around you without exposing anybody to any kind of danger. Um, Social distancing. Yes. It's not a joke. It's turned into one, but it's not a joke. <laughs> um, and uh, please, uh, no matter what you do, uh, pay attention to your local boards of health, whether that be a state or like a county or a city level. Uh, to get the latest information, because uh, it, if anything was proven in this last week, the federal government uh, being slow, the uh, presidency for sure to be so slow to react to this has caused uh, it to get a lot worse. So yep. you always uh, you always <laughs> want to add great informational sites to your bookmarks. CDC, L.A. Department of County, uh, County Department of Health for us. Mm-hmm. Is there any other websites you might want to add? I mean, state of California. Right, yeah. Uh, Anything else? But, I mean, like, you know, for people in Maryland, uh, the Maryland Department of Health. Yeah. And uh, most importantly. 
I think if if there was any any place that you want to go to get all the latest information. Yes. It's oh, the anthem.com. Cordo, the anthem.com. Oh, the anthem on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the listener line 443 2197595. What's the number again? 443 2197595. Uh, no movie review in the books right now, and uh, I don't know uh, when the next time I'll be able to actually go to the physical theater to see another movie is, but uh, I will do something here shortly to help pass the time, and uh, hopefully you enjoy that when it comes. And you can find more of me <laughs> out in public, which is why I got my mask taken care of. I just realized shirt's black, background's black, mask is black. Yeah. I got black block on right now. This is what's going on. And uh, it's uh, not making the most ideal uh, audio. You can't hear me very well? <laughs> well it I'd sounds like, like you're talking through a mask. Uh, that, that, uh... I'd like to take the mask off, but you've been coughing a bit through this podcast, and i got to take care of myself, Corey. <laughs> I was born in darkness. <laughs> I was born in darkness, molded by it. I didn't even see the light until I was a man. <laughs> Anyway, you can find more of me and fantastic stuff just like that at Robert and Cheek on all your social networks. Uh, RobertandCheek.com is down for the time being. I'm rewriting the entire thing on Dreamweaver because I got time to teach myself Dreamweaver. <laughs> teach yourself code. And uh, then build a website. That's what I do. Uh, but uh, So in the meantime, make sure you check out uh, YouTube.com forward slash Rob Cheek for the Everyman Movie Review. Right now we have Invisible Man up and... Uh, what did I do just this past? Sonic. Sonic is up. I just did one. Uh, it's coming out tonight. Uh, dang it. Can't remember. Bloodshot will be out Thursday, though. So uh, Bloodshot, brand new movie coming out Thursday. Uh, so make sure you check out YouTube.com forward slash Rob Cheek for that. And, of course, you can find uh, uh, on my Amazon authors page. Uh, you can search for me on Amazon, Robert and Cheek, and find links to all the books. Buy and, those books. Thank you. And... Uh, I think that's uh, basically everything. Oh, we have, uh, I got a uh, a new track coming out. <laughs> it's going to be my first track. It'll be on, on SoundCloud, hopefully later tonight. So uh, later tonight or tomorrow, look for that. The hot, super hot fire on uh, SoundCloud. Well, if you're re- wondering why your ears are bleeding too, that's the reason. <laughs> that's yes. the reason why. It has nothing to do with Corona. It's Rob has released Fet, uh, a new track, mm. and uh, it is not what they call a slap-worthy offense. <laughs> It's uh uh so I tried to record it last night and then the recorder recorded nothing on the SD card and Corey was like maybe that's the signal maybe the recorder was like maybe you shouldn't release this this is not great uh Rob finishes he looks at the recorder it literally shot itself in the face (laughs) and to that I say I have auto tune so anyway I think I think we've done good here today we've done something I don't know if it's good. But as always, you're listening to the O the Anthem podcast, part of the O the Anthem digital network. For Corey, this is Rob. Have a great week, everybody. And please stay safe and stay indoors and keep your social distance. Yes, indeed. And uh, go to OTheAnthem.com if you're looking for something to pass the time. Got nothing but time on your hands. Yeah, go through the history. How much Instagram can one person watch? (laughs) I don't know. How much content do we have on YouTube? (laughs) 300 hours. It's a long time, folks. That's two full weeks of content. Over the anthem.com.